What up, Suave? Man, chilling. I almost broke. I almost broke the number one rule as soon as we got started out here. <laughs> I, I, I just, me. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I just can't hide it. Look, that's a great start to my fantasy week. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a, it's a peaceful day so far. Rain Dakota Prescott. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> so, fun, funny story. Cause you know me and me and old Rain, we um we've not seen eye to eye. Fantastic human being. Met him, met him for a couple times. Great human being. He should be a pencil a pusher. Fo- Facts. As a football <laughs> player, he and I have been at odds before because of certain things, mostly due to my fantasy league and different bragging rights and possibly even some financial situations. Legal and, and illegal. Now I'm talking about <laughs> work to Lupe. <laughs> I had nothing. But um, just because of that, you know, we haven't always had the greatest relationship and I have not always spoken glowingly of him and his contributions. However, um, he doing his, he handling his business right now. And, and here's, here's the thing. He, and, he's, John Kittle, and he's not only is he handling his business, he's standing on it too. Here's the thing. Standing on business. So, okay, before I get to that, get to this. <laughs> standing on business has officially gone viral. So for those of you and those of us who created the culture on standing on business, you got about six months to do whatever you finna do with standing on business before it's done. I say it's about 90% of pencil pushers that never heard that term heard it here first. All I'm saying is, once they start using it on Amazon, you got six months. It's gonna be a t-shirt on Themu. So if anybody talking about doing an album, a movie, a mixtape, anything that includes the term standing on business, you have six months. And I'm being very, very generous. Very, very liberal with months. that. Yeah. Very liberal. Super liberal with that. Back to the back to uh Dakota. So, you remember when John Kidney used to be here? Yep. Not as a quarterback's coach, but John Kidney used to play for the franchise. When he played, right. Formerly of Detroit Lions fame, for those of you who are really into the the NFL scene. When he played here, there was a thing where if I spoke glowingly of him, he played like trash. When I talked about him as though he didn't have a mother and a home, I got the best results. Same goes for Quincy Carter, Tony Romo. Uh... See, I, nah, see, I never had that problem with Quincy. I did, I never, <laughs> and I never had that problem with, with, and I never had that problem with Tony Romo, aka Baby New Year, R.I.P. Ebang, that who dubbed him uh, Baby New Year. <laughs> but I've never had that problem with those two. I've only had that issue with John Kitna, and now Dak Prescott. So if I don't say anything glowing about him, it's not because I don't see what he's doing. It's because I'm I have a sports phobia that if it's working, don't talk do about it. Yeah, don't change it. <laughs> so it's the same reason uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes been playing the same draw since you know <laughs> his rookie season. This may explain <laughs> this may explain my brother-in-law's financial woes as of on uh, Thanksgiving Day with the uh, the prop bets that I helped him facilitate. That 
Look, four out of five is good on school, but it ain't no good when you betting you need five out of five to complete the to complete the defector. And defectors were defective. <laughs> in, in the words of our dog, dog wonder, shrink the parlay. <laughs> shrink it. Don't be trying to hit a, a, a 12 pick mega plier. Chill. Get this three pick out of the way. Take your winners. Go get I like I like my chances with the three. After after playing these five, I played three fives and came up short on all three of them by one. Now I like my three. I like my chances on three much better going forward. Shout out to everybody with the three fives. <laughs> bang bang. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be that type of show today. Live, we on. Real we live energy. On, we standing on business. How was your take? How was your turkey day, bro? I cannot complain. Actually, I can, but I won't. Oh, that's how thankful I am. Yeah, you feel me? I could, but I ain't. Yeah. Batman team. Boyaka shot boy. Feel me? I always have a story when I hit the road. Of course you do, because you always doing like adventures. This is no different. Of, of, of course. <laughs> of course. Took took a drive from uh from sun or not sunny. Beautiful Central North Carolina. Making my way downtown. Yo, so we end up going down to Miami. My first time in Miami. Okay. And welcome uh, to Miami. And it was it was indeed a Benvenido Miami. Miami. But mm-hmm. Of, of course, me being the professional driver that I have been for God knows how many years. You were bouncing in the club while the heat was on. Negative. That didn't mm. happen. That did. That. Let me get this ready. That didn't happen. Okay. All right. But I must first plot my gas stops. The family has to do biological breaks. The vehicle needs to get some consumption of some petroleum into its uh, intake. Absolutely. Being the fact that I've lived in Texas for 15 plus years. Once a Texan, always a Texan. And the fact, because Texas. Right. Why wouldn't I stop at a Texas staple whenever I have the opportunity? What Texas staple would that be? Bucky's. Had to. Hey man, that beaver is world class. Y'all can keep y'all nuggets. Them them uh them stale uh them stale as corn puffs y'all y'all be having in please that bag. Keep, please keep your nuggets. <laughs> Whatever you do when you go outside, make sure to keep your nuggets. Now, what, what you talking about? What, what's wrong with the beaver nuggets? Nothing's wrong with them. It's just that once you have them, you don't need to go back and get them every time you stop at Bucky's. Oh yeah, it's not an every stop thing. Like nah, it is not an every stop thing. There there's one approximately. I'll call it 120 miles from here. Unless you're gonna eat them as cereal, and even that's then, what I'm saying. Chill. They're st- still corn puffs, like, and there's too much sodium. I can't. I, my sodium intake corn, is mad low. Corn puffs could never, ever, ever. <laughs> for ever. the record, for the record. <laughs> but you throw them in some cereal, they these jokers will stay crunchy for four days. <laughs> it's a milk. The, the outer shell coating on a beaver nugget is, is reminiscent of a cold Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> and not even the kind <laughs> that you get in the box that is pre-made. The ones that you buy that you let sit. 
Yeah. <laughs> you bought it when the hot light came on, but you didn't eat them until two days later. The ones you find in the corporate microwave that you didn't think were, were touched, and you pull them out and realize that someone has just committed a crime. I digress. So, Florence, South Carolina, thank you. Daytona Beach, Florida, thank you. Because of the Buckies in Florence, South Carolina, I was able to drive nonstop from Florence to Daytona, mm. which is roughly 300 miles. Okay. Through Jacksonville, Duval. Did you did you stop off and go see Conos? I did not. And I got family there, and I couldn't even stop off and see them because... They were leaving at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I didn't hit Jacksonville until 12.30 a.m. I told them all to meet you at Bucky's. We leave on the last leg of the trip from Daytona to Miami, which is about four and a half, five hours. And I get 20 minutes into that last leg of the drive, and, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the bulldog choke. Had to tap out. Right. Tag the wife in. Uh-huh. I get about... What felt like five minutes worth of sleep. And she wakes me up and says, what is that big light to the left? And because I'm in the passenger seat at this point, all I do is my dumb ass looks to the right. And all I see is like car lots and malls and whatnot. I'm like, what are you talking about? Thanks. This episode has been brought to you by... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that I can I, 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 that that's okay. I, I that's we've let that we can let that one slide. But the my other left, the actual left. And I realized like my inner self was like, "Where are we?" And I'm like, "Is that Cape Canaveral? We got to be pretty close." And I pull it up and sure enough, Cape Canaveral is like right off the highway 15 20 minutes to the to the east, or right on the coast. And SpaceX had just launched a rocket. So I saw a rocket launch on my way driving to Miami. No Midnight Express. No. <laughs> Jim Cornette, Dennis Condry, be damned. <laughs> hey, don't forget Stan Lane. Don't, leave, don't leave sweet, out. Sweet Stan Lane. Beautiful Bobby Eaton. May he rest in peace. And uh, the, uh, the, the, the gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. Can't forget him either. If you if you include Jigolo Jimmy Del Rey, do you got to shout out to Doctor Tom Pritchard? Yeah, I mean, like, if you didn't merge Midnight Express and Heavenly Bodies, how about just all the Camp Cornet, <laughs> Bridge Bulldog, Yoko Zuna? <laughs> shout out to Clarence Mason. What's up, Mister Fuji? We see you out here getting to it. <laughs> you gonna do it? Do it Owen Hart, because Owen Owen was part of Camp Cornet. Like this? Oh, are we are we getting that active? The whole roster of Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Shout out to Bullet Bob Armstrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Since we keep it a G out here. I mean, folks, so if we're going to go back to, you know, the original, uh, we could talk about Randy Rose and Norval Austin, you know, if we're going to go back that far. But I'm just talking about the Midnight Express, though. Okay. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Rick Rubin. So many of you who don't know, Rick Rubin was actually part of... Um, he was an investor in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Short version. I, I got one for you. Okay. How about Bob Gunn and uh, I mean Bar- Bob Holly and Bart Gunn. Uh, bombastic Bart was a bombastic. Come on, Bob. come on, come on, Suave, get in your bag. 
bodacious Barton bombastic Bob. There, come on, man. Two Midnight Express. <laughs> you better tell them they can't see me when I get out here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm telepathic. Oh, uh, and and then we want to talk about the last one, which was uh, beautiful Bobby Eaton and uh, Ricky Nelson. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, indeed. Went to Little Havana and got me a, a, a boatload of hand-rolled cigars because that's that's just what I do. But but of course, because it's cigars for you and it's wings for me. I was I was forced. Forced? To a very lush uh, cigar bar. A nightclub at 8 p.m. that was popping. And I was treated to a Cuban-Puerto Rican band. Yes, both both nationalities in the same band. Wow, that's a United Nations moment. Man, it was amazing. On the way back, on the way back, of course, the same two fuel stops in which I discovered a hidden gem, a third Bucky's in between these two. That's that's cheating. And that's, that's cheating. What's crazy is those two, the, the first one and the second one are actually about 45 minutes apart. That's, yeah, that's cheating. Not fair. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> on opposite sides of the highway, no less. So both sides get they feel. Oh, so it's for convenience. So, Absolutely. Okay. Gotcha. Absolutely. There it, is. there it is. So if you're coming from Miami, you can exit and go right. If you're coming from Jacksonville, you can exit and go right. Either way, <laughs> this ca- the casino stays open. Pro tip. Went on the stop at Florence, though. I got charged up by one of my fraternity brothers who happened to be in the parking lot. Shouts out to Alpha Phi Alpha. This uh, Founders Day, December 4th, 1906. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Shout out to Ron Murray as well. Yes, sir. Another one. Pencil Pusher Extraordinary. The third the third member of the Broke Pencil Booking Company Pro Wrestling Podcast, you know, infused with hip-hop, who's also my fraternity brother. What's crazy oh, is... Went up. Oh, oh, M- Mr... Where, where, where we at? It's been a while. Oh, there it is. Mr. Price just went up. Price just went up. Scrape like that. This man, um, Brother Daryl Barksdale. Brother Barksdale is a educator. He's a principal in Harlem, New York City. Any kid in the Avon? I really thought about asking him that. I'm just going to go on a, on a limb and say, "It's it's some real ones out there that know exactly what I just did." Yeah, so rest, the rest of y'all ain't standing on business. Just understand that he had to drive through Baltimore, so there may be some truth to that rumor. And it was after by the time he would have got through through Baltimore, it would have been after midnight. So apropos, mm-hmm. brother Daryl Barksdale. Is better known as the Microphone Wizard DLB from the legendary group The Fearless Four. Mm. At a Bucky's mm. in South Carolina, fam. What are the odds? What are the odds, bro? <laughs> that's that's crazy. That's that's random. <laughs> the definition of random. That's it. You can't have a hip hop show or a, a, a pro wrestling show that's infused with hip hop. As, as, and with as much hip hop as infused in, in you and I, Suave, and not have hip hop moments happen, that wasn't the biggest, but probably one of the, my most favorite encounters of a, of a rap legend ever. And I, I've met a ton, countless 
that the the way shout out brother Barksdale DLB we got you man pencil pusher by the way you know what I'm saying he gang gang green now very cool uh, food was amazing you know cigars was amazing did you get your open face Cuban sandwich while you were down there no too much pork no everybody had pork down there uh, open face Cuban traditionally has ham on it jamon not that guy and we wanted one we wanted to even take the pork off but it's like it's one of those things where like if you partake of the culture you gotta partake of the culture. you gotta partake of the culture and i'd rather yeah. i'd rather shortchange my i'd rather shortchange my ability to have that experience than shortchange the experience that's so hit the bell oh <laughs> hit the bell you using words sentences bro just I don't want you to change what it is just to, for me to say I did it. Down, verb, adjective, adverb. Yeah. yeah. Participle up in your thing. Yeah. Anyway. Indeed. I I, that, I just had to, I had to go on that. But through all that, we had a You Know Who Ain't Gonna Win the week before, episode 220, episode 221. We had another You Know Who Ain't Gonna Win. We had Survivor Series with no world championship match for the men, which was quite all right because the story that everybody's talking about was the return of a legend, world champion. Mm-hmm. The, the man, he'd he, he been around the world and back. He was missing for quite some time. We didn't know when he was going to pop up. The OG in the game. Our truth came back, y'all. Ron Mother Killing. Charlotte, North Carolina Zone showed up in Survivor Series and showed out. Shut up. OG back on set. Yeah. The, the, understand this. Before anybody started counting the amount of times that our truth had won the 24 7 title, it happened here first. Right here right here irrefutable fact once we started counting the world started counting if you don't believe first, me go reference Corey graves the first pod to really be out here giving our truth his flowers in real time we let you know that there is a difference between our truth and ron killings and explain to you why <laughs> that happened here that didn't happen across the street that didn't happen outside a block over or up right in here. this yeah, <laughs> outside and up in the simultaneously. No good rap. <laughs> you you getting real close, Wav? Man, look, I'm getting. You're right. I am getting real close. Cause, oh, yeah. yeah, I'm oh, not liking the returns, but yes. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of returns, Random Orton showed up, showed out. Say, so, ain't nothing random about this. <laughs> About his workout regimen. Gains. Did you so did you hear the story about his workout regimen? Did not. Apparently, because of how severe his back injury was, he had double fusion spinal surgery. Which oh explains eight <laughs> You know about fusion, but double fusion oh spinal God. surgery. <sighs> Those words together usually equal career killer. Yeah, that equals commentary desk. The irony of the legend killer having a career killer injury. And then coming back. 
in the greatest shape of damn near anyone we have ever seen following an 18-month absence. So you remember the video game uh, WWE All-Stars? Yep. You remember what Randy Orton looked like on <laughs> WWE All-Stars? It like, looked like in real life. Yeah. I saw a team going around that was showing us like, wow, dude really does look like a video game character. Kudos yeah. to you. And, and Danger 2, a.k.a. J. Dramatic pause. BL. There you go. Uh, has been... He, he's been pistol push extraordinary, by the way. Uh, he has been patterning his uh his patterning his workout efforts after some of the uh ideals of randy orton and it's mm. and it's showing he, he's he's very little body fat and he's actually slimming down to to cut down on some of the excess muscle mass that he has too right now so mm. the the fruit of my loins if you will Fruit of my loins. <laughs> he is uh he is in phenomenal shape for a young scrapping. Oh, 23-year-old. Happy birthday, Jay. Yeah, forgot about that too. Yeah, he had a birthday just passed. Yes, sir. That said, his Randy Orton's workout regimen now is very little on the high uh high amount of weight, more so low reps, you know, the toning, high reps, low weight, but heavier on the cardio. Swab, answer me a question. Okay, shoot. High reps, low weight. How much cardio can help you gain about thirty pounds of muscle on eighteen months off with the back with the back injury? I almost had an answer for you that would have gotten us canceled. <laughs> That's the other show. I, I no, but I, I have an answer, and it's it's funny. I just don't want to throw Randy Orton out there like that. But you, you can, you can type, you can type it to me if you have, if you have okay, an on. idea of what that may be, yeah, serious in jest or otherwise. Here's a good time for us to plug show brokenpistolbc.com, brokenpistolbc at gmail.com. That's at brokenpistolbc on all things social, at brokenpistolbc on what everything, everything, <laughs> and the wheels keep turning. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm surgical. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, that, that's the coldest answer of all time. That, so I tell you what, ask me the question again. Just take Randy Orton's name out of it, so we can let the pencil pushers in on the joke. Swap. Yeah. What can one do? Not to be confused with danger one, but what can one do? Following an 18-month absence from a double fusion spinal surgery. With high reps, low weight, that's cardio that can help you gain 30 pounds of muscle during that time. Cycling. <laughs> and might I add. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. Be sure to tip your waitress. Try the garlic palm wings that they die for. We're done. So I'll take it to the house. Get <laughs> some pushes. No, not that but, easy. Not that yeah, easy. I'm not I'm not gonna throw Randy out there like that because that's not cool to make. Nah, man, I, I'm happy to see him but back. But that's a but that's a hilarious response that I came up with on the fly. One one of the most legendary people that we talk about on this show, you don't believe us? Go back to the early episodes. This is the the Randy Orton right. story. And I have I have not always been the the biggest Randy Orton supporter. So this is it, a, this is new territory. You you me. can you can see this trajectory from episode one to two twenty two. All through the archives. Episode, I think episode eight is when it started to turn the corner because that story was just entirely too funny. It made a mixtape. There was a, like a real mixtape. There was a, 
there was a time where you hated to hear the name and then sometimes it was like for you it's just like I gotta break this glass. Well, okay, the glass is broken. Here he is. Don't want to use him. Here, you know what? He's the best option. That literally happened on this show. Yeah, it was. It was never an issue where I didn't understand or recognize his proficiency and greatness inside the ring. I mean, you have a high level of intelligence. You should be able to recognize that. It doesn't take you know a genius to figure that out. It had more to do with what I thought to be his exploits and personal character away from the that main situation yep and then um to to his great credit to himself had started to uh expose parts of his personality that changed that narrative and even to, uh, from his own admission he grew some pause he was able to grow some um <laughs> your child <laughs> right I, I mean i am this is why we do this but uh, he, he had grown and he was able to, to see the world differently, articulate things a little differently and was able to truly see life from a different perspective, which we all should hope to do if as we're blessed to grow older. So once he did that, it gave me an opportunity to look at him in a different light. And it's like, OK, I already know he can he can put the work in in the ring. But now he has a likability factor. And then he started talking about, you know, he started talking about burning, burning trees in public like, what's not to like about this guy now he's, he's he's all right the one thing that got him popped and almost like permanently exiled from wwe is the one thing that saved him on the comedy side uh to getting a personality within the same organization that he's been the, o- the only organization he's ever worked in north of uh, ovw and the man was also smart enough to say oh, okay y'all fining for this so let me go ahead and pay the year out right now right there it is because I'm gonna give you this up front. Because I'm, I'm telling you, like it's about to go down. If you test it once a month, it's a thousand dollars for for a violation. Here, take this twelve grand and leave me alone. Oh, and by the way, have you met my tag team partner? Who's no longer there? Uh, <laughs> uh that aside. Oh, and you Matt, know what like, though? Because he, he, Rand- he <laughs> Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, Rob Van Dam, trios champions. Please, which. Oh, that's a forbidden door I won't open. Randy Orton is off limits for all anything singles match. Them three in a in a trios, and, a, and I'm talking about a run, a worldwide run. Come on, you put them on a world tour, boy. Ticket that's prices. one of those that might, that actually might never happen because each one of them got like stupid situations on either side. And the, <laughs> we talking about high. High ticket prices. <laughs> it's nonstop. The only th- the only downside that I saw because of how impactful Randy Orton's career has been with all in all aspects, how he left for this injury and how he came back. If this were 15 years ago, I swear we would have got the emotional Randy Orton that we got on Monday Night Raw with the nastiest heel turn on that show that we have ever seen. I was still waiting for it, even now. Like, <laughs> there's a chance somewhere here soon, somebody getting kicked in the head. I mean, who's who's cooking the books back there now? Uncle Trips. And um, Brother Love is still back there. But you can stop at Uncle Trips with this one. Because he, he was a master manipulator when it came to the cerebral assassin. 
Who better to help cook the books on the return of the nastiest heel ever in the Legend Killer than the Cerebral Assassin? You just you got you have to wait for the honeymoon period to to evaporate. Do like you? When, I mean, when somebody comes back, there's usually a huge pop for them. If you do a turn in that same window, they become almost a tweener because you're so happy to see them. You don't care what they do. Mm, good takeaway. Good takeaway, because I'm like, think I'm thinking like when Roman came back post um, post leukemia, and Seth turned on him. That was beautiful. Was it Seth or was it uh, that was Seth? Wasn't it? Uh, no. When he finally came back, no, 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 no. You're doing when Seth came back and cashed in on. No, no, no. The Shield reunion. When Roman when Roman came back from leukemia and they had a moment in the ring together, I believe it was Seth that hit Roman in the back with the chair. No, you're you're fusing together two moments. Am I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When they when they came back for that last reunion, that was the last reunion. The chair shot is what broke up the first situation altogether. Okay. Okay. So it's like death of evolution, death of the shield. Gotcha. That's, they're the dominoes that knock one one another over. All right. Uh, there was another return. Stephanie McMahon was ringside. Wouldn't call that a return. She just had a uh, really prime ticket. But it's our first return, time. Return to camera. First time we've her. seen her on camera and mentioning WWE by name since May of 2022. Hey, look, certain things are important. There is proof that the absence uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. It was a good moment to see her at ringside. Not under duress. Butterfly in the sky. Come on. <laughs> Let's, get Let's get it on. <laughs> it's just too it's just too easy, bro. It's just too easy. Too easy. Too easy. <laughs> Wait, do we miss anybody? Uh like our true Chocolate back. Marshmallow. Randy back. Stephanie McMahon back. Chocolate marshmallow. No, thank you. Um. Uh, oh, you went? Did you, did you guys go to brunch while you were in Miami? We did. Did you have cranberry mimosas? We did not. They had them in Chicago. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was the the chocolate marshmallow. Here, here's the here's the dope thing. This is what. First of all, I I I don't know how. Other than the fact it was in Chicago, I don't know how I feel about the moment. It felt unnecessary, other than the fact that it was in Chicago. But Living Color, Cult of Personality, has been the CM Punk theme song to going back to the real WWE champion uh, situation where he actually won the belt from Cena in Chicago, took the belt, put it in the refrigerator, took three weeks off, and then came back to challenge for the belt that he never lost that Cena had. And uh, so what, 2011? That's been his theme song? Yes. Okay. I actually read some about that today. What the average ear doesn't understand and what Michael Cole kind of glossed over, which he can't really do this in detail to the point to where fans would care about it. 
They announced that uh, version that Punk came out to as a remastered version. There is a difference between a remastered version and a re-record. What Living Color did was play the instruments the best of their ability, almost as if it was sheet music. And I'm sure because it's their biggest hit that they've played this over and over. So they know how to get it to the exact point that it was in studio back when it was originally recorded back in what, 95, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. But the re-record does a couple of different things. One, it takes the publishing away from the record label who put it out and puts 100% of the publishing into the writers, producers, and composers of that work in the present day. That's number one. Number two, what it does is allow companies like, oh, I don't know, TKO Holdings, Endeavor, WWE. It allows them to procure the rights to these songs for a substantially lower amount than it would from dealing with the labels. Why? Because... Go ahead. I I was going to say, ironically, with more of that money going to the actual artist. Bingo. Less going to pay other people, more going to the original artist. Love it. What that does for Living Color at this point is give them a bigger bag today than they got in 2011. Shouts out to both Phil Brooks, TKO, and also major shout out to Living Color for securing that bag. That's trio's amazing champion. work. Trio, that, they're your trio's champions. That's forward thinking. That's somebody involved that says, you know what? Here's how we not, not only do we get some for us, but we're going to make sure you get some too. That's all we be asking for. I don't care how much of a profit margin you make as long as I get my slice. Well, I ain't gonna tell that a lot. Sometimes I do want to know. But if I'm getting a substantial enough of a cut and certainly a bigger cut than what I was getting before, fine. Whatever you're gonna do to make your larger portion, blessings unto you. Now, what is one thing CM Punk equal anytime he's on TV? angry people on the internet that's one it's not the one i'm thinking about what's a good one business wise a good thing yes ratings ticket sales with the ratings that cm punk can garner and or has garnered historically and will do in perpetuity safe to say anytime he shows up on tv after an absence the streams for cult of personality go up. Thanks. With Michael Cole announcing on Monday Night Raw, a show that was obviously more watched than the previous weeks, maybe previous years in that one episode. You think? Because of the final segment to see what may happen. CM Punk with a live microphone was as impactful just with, with for the weight as Jim Cornette was at the Hall of Fame. And we just talked about this within the last two episodes. We did. But you have all this time to build up to CM Punk returning to WWE to see what he's going to say. And you're playing Cult of Personality. And you have Michael Cole announcing that it's a remaster of Cult of Personality. People are going to download this. Probably the people who who represent the difference of the people who watched last week to the people who watched this week, especially being fans of both, are going to go listen to Cult of Personality. 
I dare say that that song charted this week. I don't even have the evidence to see that, but I dare say that it did simply off of what Michael Cole did and what CM Punk did coming back to the TV. And the piggyback of what you said, what makes this so brilliant is now, this is the litmus test. You can see in real time how much influence WWE has on its ability to move traffic to garner streams in the music industry. So now their leverage when it comes to leveraging sync agreements with other artists in the future has just completely changed because now you have, look, we have this guy, this remaster was released. They're like right next to each other. Remaster Friday, return Saturday, it's back on TV Monday. Whatever happens in that weekend, you can attribute to us. So now when you take that that information and sit down at the table with the next record label or the next group of artists, this is what we can do. This is what it's worth. We're not paying this. We're paying that. Can you imagine what would have happened to music in the in the streaming game had WWE paid attention to what went on on USA right after Monday Night Raw went off the air? on Monday nights with farmclub.com had they taken those um, the WWE collaborations and pushed it to Farm Club for just for, for promotion so people could go there and listen and be the, on the pioneer be on the front end of a now worldwide it's not even a phenomenon it's it's a standard of streaming music to get paid can you imagine I can I can't fathom what the numbers would be, but I can imagine the idea taking place. And this is what we mean when we say, you have to have the right people in the room. It's not necessarily that you have to have the urban demographic in the room, although we know unequivocally it helps. Absolutely. You need to have people who have forward thought and aren't trying to recover parts of the past, but they're trying to catch parts of the future before they get out. And if you don't know about the power of the urban demographic, why does 95% of the world know what hip hop is? Slap yourself. Meanwhile, <laughs> on the south side. Uh, enough game for you. <laughs> enough too, game. Too much game spilled in the first part of this episode. Like, come on. Oh, man. Now, with the good. Actually, no. Come before, back. but No, 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 no. We'll, we'll, come, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. Cause I was about to ask you something. Please, I we're, we're on the same page. You have to ask me. Cause we've been we've been talking about work stuff and we've been talking about stuff going on at work. Why why is it that the internet wrestling community as a whole feels as though you have to be friends with everyone you work with? <laughs> it it it's a work it's a work relationship meaning. And because both of us have worked in, in customer service and or sales and or we, we've dealt with having clients and clientele. We can be cordial. We can be friendly. But as long as we understand that the execution of this relationship is centered in business. The minute I give you bad business or you give me bad money the relationship ceased to exist. So why is it that I need to pretend like we're going to be on each other's Christmas cards? 
friends know where I live. Friends, ones we can depend on. I'm here to make money. Before we go any further, let's draw this line in the sand. Are you friends or are you friendly? Friends know my birthday. Friends know where I live. Friends know my kid's birthday, or at least around about the time. A general idea. Friends say what up to the missus or the mister, depending on your preference. Whatever your household says. Who who I'm talking to. Right. Know your audience. Um, There's a lot of things that friend, you know, you know what friends don't do? What's that? Friends don't ask friends for money. Friends are usually offered money from their friends in times of need. And most of the time, friends try to turn it down. And so you have to offer it more than once. That's a conversation people ain't ready to have. Keep going. Friendly. Doing what your mama raised you to do. Hello. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Manners. Manners. Handing over the cash versus slapping on the table or throwing it at somebody. Knocking on the door, using the doorbell instead of walking in. Speaking to everyone when you enter the house. Speaking when you make eye contact. Making eye contact. Making eye contact. Wow, what a concept. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> And, and and trust me, I do get this. When it comes to not even a professional sport, just dealing with sports, period, and you're dealing with that camaraderie and that, that sense of brotherhood that you deal with when you play on a team with someone. Yes, it's true that you get closer as you, know, you go through different things together. But there's also times you play on a team with someone you can't stand. So where, look, once we put rest, this uniform Rest on, in peace, Kobe Bryant. Shaquille O'Neal did it. Kobe, for the wrong me. reasons, Kobe, admittedly. Tell me, Hummer. Kobe, tell me, Hummer. Pause. Exactly. <laughs> There's some. Once you put the uniform on, it's like, all right, I got your back. So you take the uniform off, get home safe. But yeah, move. What? What was? What was the uh, Ralph and Sam? Wolf and Sheepdog, or Coyote and Sheepdog? Yeah, you, you clock out, dap them up. You clock in, right before you clock them in, you dap them up. But we right back to the smoke. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't understand. It, it. I must admit, that wasn't what I thought you were going to ask, Which, but that, I'm glad you asked that question because that, that was needed. That's needed dialogue there. Well, I asked it because with the return of Cranberry Mimosa to a, a gainfully employed situation at Stanford, everyone's supposedly waiting on this other shoe to drop because the reports coming out of the first Monday Night Raw is that, you know, everything went well. Uh, Cranberry Mimosa went out of his way to speak to everyone, uh, was personable, you know, all of those different things. And He fired a shot, too. Word? The same, the same, the same shot that got fired. Well, we things we were waiting on, we didn't get. You're not gonna get them on free TV. No, you're gonna get those periodically throughout the course of his tenure, and it depends on who he's in the ring. We got it. We got a gem. We got a we got a Easter egg, which was 
remember after his exit uh, from the UK from uh, All Out and uh, or, or was it All In? All In. Yeah. And uh, the uh, Block and Troll came out and made the circle around the ring with their arms expanded. Kinda. It's 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 ba- that's basically a CM Punk trademark. Right. Right after he said, "I'm here to make friends, not make money. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money." Right after that, he got out the ring and did that. Oh, As, see, because they they went to black. I didn't get to see that. Yeah, they, so he did he did that. But here's what people didn't see outside uh-huh. after that too, because like, you didn't see that. That's fine. Because I mean, we, there was a clip of him doing that, which was dope. The yeah, dope I don't it, typically go searching for extra raw if, content. It, it, it found me. It found me. You know how the internet works. Indeed. The dopest thing I'd seen in quite some time was a shot of him at the back of the ramp uh, taking pictures with a fan. And some he, he's, he has the fan's phone and he's taking a picture with the fan and somebody's taking a, him taking, uh, taking a picture of him taking this picture. In the background, you see what appears to be possibly a 75 to 90% empty arena. He stayed as long as he could on the floor. I did see that. Taking pictures. That he he would have never done that. And, I, and I'm saying I'm saying never in air quotes. He would have never done that in a uh, in Jacksonville. He didn't I have a reason he, to. I think he would have. I think he. Okay. I'm not going to put on a show or put the cape on for. Cranberry Mimosa's personality because I've never met him. Cult. Of. So I'm not going to put the cape on and be like, he, you know, what type of person he is or he isn't. But I do know he's shrewd. So whether this, this new this new vigor for being involved in the system is for show or for real, is it real or is it Memorex? Mm-hmm. I think he knows what narrative to play. I think he knows what what he has to do in order to repair as much of his image as he cares to repair. I also know with as shrewd as he is and as pro wrestling savvy as he is, this is probably setting up for the mega of heel turns. There's only one person. There's only one person who could help one of the biggest ever, that's one thing. Megalore belongs to one person that can help him do this. Okay, shoot. His name is Paul. And it's not Levesque. Wise man. Easter egg dropped. He mentioned the wise man in his return <laughs> promo. A wise man once told me to get everything I need out of this place. I'm going to have to leave and come back. Turns out that wise man was right. There's only one wise man that they need to talk about in WWE. And this is the time where I can take to use this for my daily acknowledgement. Speaking of sidebar, just found out Jacob Fatu is taking on Alex Hammerstone. <laughs> That's a fundraiser. To keep the doors open. <laughs> Woo. You got I somebody need, who's... I need, I need both of them dudes making money on Monday, Friday, or Wednesday. You got Jacob Fatu... Counting down months 
and you have Alex Hammerstone that just can't wait for the day to say that I'm out. <laughs> Bam. Look, I understand how both of them got into the situation that they're in. Because, look, when they signed those new deals, we were in a very uncertain time. It, it, so it was taking, rocky. It was very taking, rocky. So taking the for show money over no money was always going to be the move. They got they got a, I, I would like to think because of the TV deal that they had in place at the time that they got a nice little bump because they're considered at the upper echelon of what MLW has to offer. And they oh, are top they tier B2K treatment. And they're top two talent, top tier talent. Period. Facts. Both of them could be making a, a significant impact on other nights of the week. No pun intended. Shout out to the new old TNA. Yeah. And oh man, oh man, talk about talk about a heartbreaker. That doesn't mean that business can't be done, but. Will Osprey shows up at, at uh, and I think we we talked about this. He shows up after uh, well at um, Full Gear and signs a contract. No, it wasn't Full Gear. It was uh, it was uh, Dynamite, or he announced he signed a contract with AEW, and everybody was expecting him to sign with uh, with TNA come February. He still has some time left in the New Japan deal, so he may go back to to uh, take on Josh Alexander in TNA in uh, February. However, that's a huge miss that they didn't that they weren't able to secure him. Great on Will Osprey, and he's young enough to have time to go experience the world in totality. But TNA is they're still suffering from uh, to, to get an identity behind uh, no outside of Eric Young. I mean, I, I get it. But look at it like this. Of the three options, which one was going to give you the most money and the most flexibility? Easily. While Impact, while Impact, I'm sure, would, would still let you go work certain dates for New Japan and maybe occasionally appear on Dynamite for some sort of a swap. You know Kanos is all about the cross-promotion. So Kano's going to let you work Mexico. He's going to let you do something in Impact because he's going to get maybe some TV time back out of it. Christian, that, Christian Cage Japan. in the middle of a feud won the Impact World Championship while with AEW and defended it on AEW television. That can only happen when someone named Tony Khan is involved. That stuff, like, the promoters that tried to get back at Vince for running them out of business didn't do that. Super Clash wasn't that. Super Clash was supposed to be that and couldn't be that because of too, too, too many too many penises pissing on the floor at the same time. Bing bong. <laughs> so if it's a if it's a bag to be made, and at the end of the day, we're not trying to make friends, trying to make money. Take what gives you the most flexibility. And because Will I, of Will Ospreay's age. He's going to have an opportunity to come back to the table again. It's just like the same thing with an NFL quarterback. Okay, we started off the show talking about Dak Prescott. Same, same. Played his rookie deal out, <laughs> bet on himself, got hurt, came back, bet on himself again, got the 40 mil a year. He's young enough that he's about to go back to the table again, whether it be with this team or another one. I'll tell you right now, if he wears jewelry, you pay him whatever you owe him. <laughs> If he don't, if he don't put you no ring on layaway, you got to be like Beyonce in these streets. Because <laughs> I guarantee you, if he don't get a ring, he's gonna get a bigger bag. 
he getting a bigger bag no matter what. You you would like to think that if you put all of this energy into this relationship, you can get a ring out of it. There are only three markets that's going to be able to afford him outside of Dallas. New York, L.A., San Francisco. That's it. And if you really want to throw one in the air, Vegas, only because their their market cap is about to go up. Vegas would do it. San Francisco can't afford it with the defense they have. Both New York teams absolutely would, except the one in green it still has something they're trying to figure out with the one they paid for. All right, question time. Run it. Uh, we, we, we know Cranberry Mimosa's back in WWE. Who the devil now? <laughs> so... Moving back to Jacksonville business, so quick, okay. quick, quickly because I got we got more business with this uh, with Tick Magnet. Facts. We we did a mixtape not that long ago with people who could potentially be the devil. CM Punk was on that list. Obviously, now we have to take him off of that list. Um, notables from that list were um, Adam Cole, Baby, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Jungle Juice Jack Perry. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ricky Starks was on that list. Signs are pointing. Oh, his magic eight ball. Ooh. <laughs> All signs. Pointing. We we may have a whole episode about him in a few months. Right. Um. And and just uh, common sense guesses based on. You know, body composition and everybody that kind of fits into the same idea. Um, Roddy Strong. You know, you, you, you know, it's wild. If it wasn't for the height, Moxley would fit into that composition, too. Maybe. I brought up Brian Danielson. I thought that would be yep. kind of a, a curveball. Um, Bruh, this, I, this I, got, I got one, and I don't know if you heard this one or not, but I got one that I literally just thought of. Oh. What about Tony Khan? I hate it. I hate it too for the, for all the reasons you hate it. But that's not an idea that you thought might actually like be be who it. I'm not saying it would work. I'm just saying it's an idea. It would be the worst reveal since the higher power. <laughs> it was me, Austin. It was me all along. Absolutely not. That, that might have ended the Attitude Era. That right there. <laughs> that reveal may have been what killed the Attitude Era. That and the ending of WrestleMania 17, that was it. Mm. We, the well had run dry. You had gotten by with, with doing your homework in the car on the way to school for the last time. <laughs> you just, it, you, there's only so many times you can hand in a blank sheet of paper, bro. <laughs> That was it. That dog can only eat so much homework. I'm seeing this groundswell on the internet that suge suggested Britt Baker is the devil. Ew. Why? Ew. Just ew. Just be just because she is in a relationship with Adam Cole now, she's supposed to be the devil. You do realize the person dressed as the devil threw Anthony Bowen through a plate glass window, right? And did not have memories. Okay. Let's thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not to suggest that that someone of 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 stock female auto parts <laughs> could not 
execute that. <laughs> the issue is, how do you hide said auto parts in black spandex? You you, is, you can't. That's how. <sighs> so whoever the devil's gonna be, I just hope the reveal is good. All right. What if it's Matt Riddle? That would be fire. The problem is too tall. You're you're changing the person inside the black clothing. Matt Riddle. I mean, Matt, Matt Riddle is is far far more defined. True, but okay. As far as a domestic wrestling fan, you've only seen one part, one version of Matt Riddle. It would be WWE's version, unless you followed him on the indies. Follow him on the indies, you were watching for match quality, not for character content. That's why so I got familiar him, with it was MLW. Right. So for him to flip the switch and do something completely different somewhere else, I think would be a good idea, especially if you give him someone alongside him to probably do a lot of the talking. Um. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then uh, it, it, it can't be Kanos though. It can't. All right, and then back back on the the the, the topic at hand, yeah. Punk himself Re- returns. Yeah. So was his comeback to AEW better, or was his comeback to WWE better? You knew both of them were gonna happen. And even in knowing both were going to happen, WWE still felt less likely. Um, It's hard to say. Like, both happened in front of sellout arena crowds. There's really not a huge difference. There's there's the people who are scratching the seven-year itch versus the people who are scratching the nine-year itch. I can't really say which is better. I guess you got a better promo because you got a promo during the return the first time. I think maybe the AEW return was better. The the I like the AEW return for a couple of reasons. Okay. Collision was just a property. It was an idea. Okay. The entire show was built. The entire concept of the show was built around the return of CM Punk and making it his show. You mean Rampage? No, Collision. Collision is a Saturday show. Rampage. This is what I'm talking about. I'm I'm talking about the Saturday show. So remember, Collision was supposed to be the the, the brand split where the Elite was on Wednesdays and Danielson and Punk were on Saturdays. Okay. Rampage is the Friday show that's usually taped around Dynamite, but Collision is usually its own animal. Collision was built specifically for CM Punk. Oh, well, yeah. Post post brawl out. Post brawl out. Yes, this year, like the summer, that man had three summers in professional wrestling, and all of them were equally as storied. Then to have a fourth. Come on, man. Then to have a fourth. What you think this summer finna look like? Listen, with a less traveled Roman Reigns and a fully vested CM Punk, 2024 about to be a, a mother for that man. Oh, it's, oh, it's finna be ignorant. It's finna be 100% ignorant. And then you got a, a whole new cast of people that, that you can put on in singles main events with CM Punk. 
Jay Uso keep, tops that list. Cody Rhodes tops that list. Keep going. We can go and make a mixtape with that. Oh, wait. Main events for CM Punk? Of course. CM, uh, CM Punk versus Randy Orton. CM Punk versus Jay Uso. CM Punk versus uh, Cody Rhodes. CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. We already know we're going to get CM Punk versus Seth Rollins, and more than likely, we're going to get that in Filthy. You know the one that they're talking about that finally getting done? CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. The match that 2K built but never delivered. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a video. That's a video game match if there ever was one. Would you oh, would I'm you want to would you want to see that match built? Or would you want to see that match happen at a major event? Why what what's stopping me from getting both? Ooh. <laughs> I, I just be wanting to know stuff. Like how do how is it that we don't get both? How do you not build it and then do it at a major event? No, no, no. What I'm saying by that, like, do you want to have, do you want to see this build over a matter of like a month or two, or do you want to see this like happen organically while at a show like Mania or SummerSlam or Royal Rumble? And I'm using those three because those three usually have the biggest venues domestically. One, I think there's only really one place you can do this. Well, I take that back. You can do it wherever because at this point, a ticket is a ticket. A PLE is a PLE facts as long as we can put people in the building that's all that matters at the end of the day um there's a built-in story i don't think you need a month's worth of television to make this happen like i do feel like you know you put the vignettes together you have some promos cut but these two names are large enough and have a long enough history for people who've been watching wrestling to where you don't necessarily have to sell me on the idea that this should happen. You just have to name a time, a place, and get me there. Both of these names have transcended into pop culture. And CM, what's crazy is CM Punk has only been a professional wrestler and a uh, an, an MMA fighter for a cup of coffee. But his work on heels is actually being positively touted and, and it should be because he, he did a good job on heels right so i like i said i don't need i guess when when you say i would have to have a better definition and understanding of what you mean by build over a month or two because okay a la wrestle uh, wrestlemania season or the road to wrestlemania okay day after uh well the raw after the rumble Okay. Punk starts talking about his uh, his trajectory for WrestleMania. Right. Does he call out Austin and then they, they go into a program? Or do they happen to do a show in like Texas or Nevada and then Stone Cold shows up and then something happens that way for the program to go down? I would like to see it as a situation where Punk starts cutting a promo, hope, preferably an angry one, starts kind of going not necessarily off the rails but in a backhanded indirect sort of way references Steve yeah, Austin. Some, some mention of like taking your ball and going home or or so, something <laughs> or, or you, you don't like me because I'm not a beer swilling da -da 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 -da. there you go and then about three or four weeks later when they pump, come through Texas 
somebody come around to come see about that comment you made about a month ago. I, I heard I heard of something saying something about a something. <laughs> Pull up. <laughs> and he fan after that we he going to Sonic for a coney. <laughs> Chili, what? Cheese, what? Onions. Bing bong. You gotta wash it down with a slush. What? Grape slush. What? Lemonberry. What? Strawberry. What? Cherry. Ocean water. <laughs> with so, ice. I mean, easy what? ice. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Large. <laughs> Route 44. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here for that. That there's two main events to that feud. There's whenever they go face to face promo, and then there's the match itself the only things i need okay all right here, here. they needed to back when they did the 2k interview like that's enough by itself here's another one suave okay bar for bar who do you want uh punk to get in the ring with bar for mm -hmm. bar bar for bar right now I don't, I, who in wwe roman for one roman's at the top of that list i mean that's about it and, and or Orton's good. I mean, but we've seen that before with them. Orton's good because Orton will tell the truth. It's not necessarily his <laughs> delivery style, because even you can see that on Monday. Like I'm reminded of Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was real life energy, and he was excited. So that made he him actually cried. Yo, that's that warmed my heart, man. And that, that's why I wanted. That's why I wanted to turn right then more than anything is the fact that he literally broke down climbing those ropes. He's like, you get soft on me in your old pause. <laughs> you go kick somebody in the head, fam. You know what I'm saying? Hurry up. <laughs> go go but, hurt uh, go hurt Wade Barrett. Send him home for a week or two. <laughs> um I'd like to hear him and Cena go back back through the motions again now that they're both in different places in their life. Of course, Roman's at that top of that list. They got the um, same gripes with each other too, right now. <laughs> you, you feel me? <laughs> I'd kind of want to hear him and Rock Rock have a conversation. Ooh, I don't. I don't have great faith in whatever is going to happen with Seth. I don't. Even and though I, because I, I know what Seth's promo style is like. I got so many questions, not enough answers. Do you think that Jay Uso referencing the Rock in, in his matches now is is a is a call like throwing up the bat signal? Because I mean, that may be a way we end up getting a Punk versus Rock uh, impromptu promo. In the bottom of the fourth. I, I think it's I think it's still the top to be honest with you. Well, with whatever your preference may be, um, <laughs> it's, a long, way, it's a long game, bro. We we got innings five through nine to get through, so uh, yeah, we have we got we got things to play with. Pause. Hey yo, <laughs> hey yo, don't ever disrespect me. Uh, we we, we you want you want to hold some of this for next week? Uh. Let's let's get one. We can get one more of these. Okay. Before we started recording, you and I were talking about. Um, we were talking about the trajectory. Can you feel me? The trajectory of Drew McIntyre. Yeah. And he he has comparisons to two. One one legend that who was uh, who was legendary, and another one who's a contemporary legend. Um, in terms of things that have happened to him over the career that put them in a position where he's at right now and what we can see from him in, in, from him in the future. Boom. Let me set the table on this. Drew, the new Royal Rumble poster is out. There is a face that is 
obviously obviously missing <laughs> drew mcintyre's face is not on the poster anywhere with all the talent that's available and then you can see it it's out on online he tweets about it says um something to the effect of basically now do you understand why i'm so upset that post is shared on instagram with a picture with a picture of the poster as well by who wwe on fox which immediately let me know some things that otherwise would have come into question drew's job security for me is is no longer in question i feel like this is you know mega drew loading i respect well i agree with the mega drew loading part i respectfully disagree okay this gives me all the reason to believe that drew can go on a war path and go like he want the, the, the scottish psychopath he can go completely the f 8s <laughs> on any and everybody including the judgment day until his uh, until his uh, what could be his pending departure, we don't know if a bag was secured, if a contract was resigned with him or not. We don't even know. We know how contracts were written, how how they're written has changed over the last couple of years, as it relates to securing a bigger bag, but releasing things like merchandise sales and royalties. Mm-hmm. So you, you have gar- gar- more guaranteed money, but less guaranteed frills. PLE bonuses are allegedly a thing of the past, things of that nature. So I'm reminded in this uh, uh, as uh, going back to people like, namely one, Sid Vicious. Psycho Sid for you WWE nuts, but Sid Vicious was a territory mega heel and very rarely if ever was he cheered in the territory game the first time i ever remember seeing him ever cheered was in wwe as sid justice but when he became psycho sid he was back to that nonsense and the the one thing that all of these runs had in common and I, i i told suave this earlier too the only time I remember Psycho Sid or Sid Vicious having a run that lasted longer than a year in any organization was his last run in WCW when he broke his ankle uh, wrestling Scott Steiner. And before that, it was usually like three months here, nine months here, six months there, seven months here on like some talent trade or, you know, show face, go, go around, collect a bag and then come back home to Memphis. Because Sid loves three things. Wrecking cars, softball, and marijuana. I was not um, aware of his love for marijuana. I did oh, yeah. Know, I, I did know that he <laughs> loves softball. Um, even though I know he's wrecked a few vehicles, I wasn't so sure that he was in love with that concept. I can remove that from the equation, but softball and marijuana are two things that Sid Vicious absolutely <laughs> is a fan of. Softball and marijuana. Um, the Drew Sid comparison is still something that has to resonate in my spirit. I still ain't accepted that yet. But here's here here's something else too about about that whole comparison, and this is just like a sidebar. Physique wise, 
Drew McIntyre has grown up to become Sid Vicious. Sid Vicious was about 6'7", 6'8", almost 300 pounds. I would have never imagined in 2009 looking at Drew McIntyre as being the chosen one from Vince McMahon that in 2023 he would be almost 300 pounds. If you chop the head off of Drew McIntyre, you have Sid Vicious in 1994. Which all the more reason to say, why would you let that guy walk? Because he's tasted the other side. A lot of people have... A lot of <laughs> a lot of people haven't had the opportunity to leave WWE, whether it be on their own regard or whether it be because you were asked to, to, to go. But he was able to go carve a name for himself, a la Drew Galloway, government name, um, and Impact, uh, WXW. He he just, you know, you, when you see when you're able to to travel and do other things like if it's not the only thing you know you can tell others that it's 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 as it can be as good elsewhere i mean you have the the ability to know that you can survive if you had to go outside but will you okay this is this is the equip to me this is the equivalent of saying am i gonna work on my marriage or am i gonna go back to the streets is the bag you got at home enough to work on and work for <laughs> or are you finna go back outside knowing what outside looks like right you, now you calling this man's wife a bag <laughs> it's about it's about how you view the term bag there's bag like old bag yeah <laughs> which one you going to bed with so Either you're going to work on your marriage and fix your house or you're going to go back to the streets and you see what outside looks like. You see what outside looks like in Jacksonville for good, bad and indifferent. All the good reasons, all the bad reasons, Yeesh. all the stuff that's indifferent. You know who you're going to have to deal with when you go to Jacksonville. There's a level of structure that, that doesn't exist anywhere except for Jacksonville. I tell you what you ain't going to deal with. What's that? Exactly. False accusations. I'm sorry if I'm Drew McIntyre, Galloway, or down. I'm not putting. I'm not putting up with or putting over the color. For those of you who don't know which color, if you mix white and red, what do you get? Hmm. <laughs> Actually, you get pink. So yeah. Let's <laughs> say Cameron. <laughs> that's funny that that is funny white and yellow uh but either way we're not putting over any fruit i'm carrying the one go ahead exactly yeah i, I got my color theory wrong that's probably because i'm you know all over the place however <laughs> it's certain thing look we uh, we understand and and the jacksonville fan base They'll they'll curse Drew while he's on WWE TV, but as soon as he showed up in Jacksonville, it'd be oh, it'd be great. Oh it'd yeah, it'd be, be amazing because we got Drew. But what happens when Drew say I ain't doing it? You try to trot him out there on a Wednesday to put over one of your favorites, and he say Nah, I ain't doing it. Oh, and by the way, there's this black bag that's got some uh, some shards in it. Take that with you, and if you don't, it's going to get used on you. He ain't having that. Now, so all, all of a sudden, is he not going to be a team player? Y'all going to run him out of town like the last superstar you had? 
what plan do you have? Because at this point, the biggest selling selling point that Jacksonville would have for Drew is that one, we give you a huge bag. Well, three then. We give you a huge bag. You'll work a much reduced schedule. You can headline women. Those are the three. That's what you're jumping in the that's, DMs with. That's the finish line right there. Make we'll we'll make sure you stay healthy. Wembley's yours. He can't help but stay healthy. He ain't gonna work but twice a week. Oh, and by the way, we'll give you Danielson. I'd take Osprey. I take Osprey too over Danielson, to be honest with you. Osprey versus Drew headline and Wembley. Count this money. Oh, Osprey. Oh, oh. Oh man, you see, they, I'm trying to get a bag. You driving, you driving across borders with a passport card. You feel me? I'm trying to get a bag for these people. That's what you. If you're gonna hop in Drew DMs and try to get him to leave his wife, what you have to get in there and talk about is I got a bag for you. I got a reduced work schedule for you, and I got a main event in Wembley for you. In that order. In that order. Or in any order. Get in his DMs with those three things. You might make him reconsider whatever's going on in Stanford. Read some literature. Sure on the subject. Sure at BrokenPistolBC.com. BrokenPistolBC at gmail.com. You know what it is. At BrokenPistolBC on all things social. At BrokenPistolBC on what? Everything. 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 Swap, take him to the house. Like, rate, share, subscribe, comment. Rewatch. Tell a friend. Tell that friend to tell a friend. Then tell that friend again. Heads up. Pencils down.